0: A warning, this episode includes discussions of drug addiction, depression, the death of a child, and suicide. Listener discretion is advised. If you're thinking about suicide, are worried about a friend or loved one, or would like emotional support, help is available. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 to speak with a counselor today.
1: You're about to enter into a new world of knowledge, curiosities, and high strangeness. This is a podcast of Straight Up Strange Productions.
0: In the 1950s, wrestler Jack Adkisson created his sinister alter ego, Fritz von Erich, and began what would become a very successful career in the sport. Tragedy, however, struck in 1959, when Jack's six-year-old son died in a bizarre electrical accident. Knocked unconscious by a short circuit in his family's trailer park, he fell into a puddle and drowned. This terrible event would only be the beginning of the so-called Von Erich family curse. In the years that followed, illness, injuries, depression, drug addiction, and suicide would plague all of Jack's remaining sons until only one child survived. Can it really be just a horrible happenstance that Fritz Von Erich outlived five of his six children? If there was a curse, what could he possibly have done to bring it upon himself and his family? Can fame and fortune instead be blamed for the athlete's deaths? Stay with us as we explore the mysterious and deadly curse of the Von Erich family. I'm Jaden McKell, and you're listening to Straight Up Enigmas you Listeners, thanks for joining us. If you enjoy the show, it would be amazing if you could head over to Apple Music and leave us a review. It really helps out our podcast. Connect with us on social media, where we post each episode as it airs. We're proud to be a member of the Straight Up Strange Network. I'll include a link to the network's Facebook page in the show notes. If you'd like to support our podcast, please check us out at patreon.com slash straightupenigmas to receive bonus content, shoutouts on social media, personalized messages from me, and early access to our regularly scheduled episodes. Without further ado, let's get back to the show. Jack Barton Adkisson was born in Jewett, Texas in 1929. He played college football at Southern Methodist University, but wasn't able to make the cut in the NFL. He traveled to the Canadian Football League, but while in Edmonton, he met Stu Hart, a Canadian professional wrestler, promoter, trainer, and coach. After training Adkisson, Hart took advantage of his size and stereotypical German features to ride the wave of post-war animosity in the U.S. Hart renamed him Fritz von Erich, turning him into a German heel and the brother of another fake German, Waldo von Erich. If you're unfamiliar with the term, like I was, A heel is a wrestler who portrays a villain and acts as an antagonist to a babyface or simply face, the heroic protagonist or good guy character. Like so many tropes in the wrestling world, author David Shoemaker wrote, the Nazism was a lie told to advance a greater truth about the existence of evil in the world and the need to overcome it with headlocks and such. The Nazi aspect of the von Erich ploy inspired several stories about what would eventually happen to the von Erich descendants. In the most common version of the spooky tale, it's believed that the ghost of a Holocaust survivor put a curse on Atkison, aka Fritz von Erich, as revenge for making light of Nazism. He told Fritz that he'd lost all seven of his sons in the death camps and said ominously that he sincerely hoped nothing like that would happen to Fritz. Then the man vanished into thin air. Whether the story is fabricated or not is up for debate, but what occurred after their meeting took place is so unbelievable it makes sense that some would look for an otherworldly explanation. The curse first struck in 1959. Adkisson's first son, Jack Jr., died at the age of six in Niagara Falls, New York, after he was electrocuted, causing him to fall into a puddle and drown. David Manning, a former referee and booker, explained the specifics of the death in a TV docu-series called Dark Side of the Ring. Jack was actually coming home from school and it had snowed, Manning says. As he was trying to step over the tongue of the trailer, he touched it. Somehow it electrocuted him. He fell in the snow face first. By that time, the Von Erichs already had a second son in Kevin and a third in David. Carrie, Mike, and Chris would follow in the years to come. Even from a young age, Fritz clearly had big plans for his children. He put his teenage sons, Kevin, David, and Carrie through grueling workout sessions. Although his sons played a variety of junior high and high school sports, He would work them out for another three hours after school every day. As Fritz advanced in age, he himself got further away from the ring and became a promoter rather than a performer of wrestling. Through his own federation, world-class championship wrestling, he was able to raise his sons as major celebrities in their own rights. Kevin made his in-ring debut in 1976 David followed in 77, and Carrie finished the trio in 78. According to one online publication called Medium, it's hard to grasp just how popular the Von Erichs were in early 80s Texas. Their program was one of the highest rated shows on television, and while they were known around the world, they were idolized in Texas. Not even Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair shone as brightly in the wrestling world as the three Von Erich brothers. Comic books, board games, and endless public appearances established the handsome Von Erich boys as heroic beyond belief. Word of the Von Erich name at the time garnered global excitement, but during the family's first tour of Japan in 1984, The curse would strike again, and this time, David Von Erich was the victim. The morning he arrived in Japan, he was found dead in his hotel room. It was referee David Manning who informed Fritz of his son's passing. Manning recalls that Fritz simply asked, which one, when Manning arrived at the trailer, preternaturally aware that one of his children was gone. What exactly happened to David is just another part of the mystery. The Japanese coroner called it acute enteritis, a disease of the intestines which may or may not have triggered a heart attack. For most, it was almost positive he died from his intense addiction to painkillers, with some suggesting that Bruzy Brody... Another legendary wrestler, who was killed in a terrible knife attack, hid any evidence of addiction before authorities arrived on the scene. David's funeral was attended by thousands. Carey, arguably the most successful of the brothers, would go on to win the NWA World Heavyweight title, but at this point, he was also heavily addicted to painkillers. Just months before, he was arrested at the Dallas-Fort Worth Airport for drug possession, carrying hundreds of pills and a white powder. A year after his title reign, in April 1986, a nearly delirious carry would ram his motorcycle into the back of a stopped police vehicle. The broken leg would have ended most people's careers. But his father's federation was already facing increased competition and losing viewers to the upstart WWF. By December, he was back in the ring, months if not years sooner than he should have been. He re-injured his foot so badly that it had to be amputated. Fritz and Carrie would keep this fact a secret from everyone as Carey continued to wrestle on a prosthetic for years afterward, almost certainly in an immense amount of pain. His drug addiction only grew worse. Kevin Von Erich described his brother's addiction in an interview with Texas Monthly. Carey wasn't addicted to any one drug. He liked drugs. It wasn't that he liked coke or ice or meth. He just liked that life of parties and drugs. In spite of his addictions, Carrie continued onward. His younger brothers, Mike and Chris, weren't so lucky. We'll be back right after this. Hey Milton, what's your favorite cryptid? That's easy, Bailey. It's a mothman. It just shows up warns you of danger, and then just leaves. It's literally me at any party. What about you?
1: Mine would have to be Bigfoot. She's a world traveler, and much like me during quarantine, she's real hairy.
0: If you love all things strange and obscure, then you will love the Happily Ever Haunted podcast. My wife, Bailey,
1: and my husband, Milton, cover all things paranormal and beyond in a fun and entertaining way.
0: You can find our podcast on your favorite podcast app,
1: And remember, those that haunt together, stay together. Hi there. My name is Kevin, and I host the Can't Make This Up History Podcast. Before starting the Can't Make This Up History podcast, I taught college history for five years during which I learned the best history is told through amazing, unbelievable stories that actually happened. For example, did you know that the Nazis believed they could use witchcraft and astrology to shape government policy? Or that in the 1800s, New York City shipped its prisoners, poor and insane, to a miserable island in the East River where convicts served as orderlies for the mentally ill? Did you know that a 1920s con artist masquerading as a Native American chief was able to bilk European aristocrats out of millions and attracted beetle-sized crowds wherever he went? Or that the Franklin Expedition, lost to the Canadian Arctic in one of history's greatest unsolved mysteries for over 150 years, was finally discovered in 2014 by following Inuit oral history? The Can't Make This Up History Podcast is dedicated to telling these stories and more through interviews with a wide array of guests, from academic historians to Pulitzer Prize-winning journalists. New episodes of the Can't Make This Up History Podcast are available every other Tuesday on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Mike and Chris both entered the wrestling world with health problems. Mike really just wanted to stay behind the scenes, but injuries forced him to stand in for his brothers in their feud with the Freebirds, a professional wrestling tag team. Mike's lack of natural talent for wrestling was evident to almost everyone. Plus, a shoulder injury in his younger years kept him from being the high school athlete that his brothers were. In 1985, he re-injured that shoulder on a tour of Israel. His surgery seemed to go well, only for him to fall victim to toxic shock syndrome. He went into major organ failure, but somehow pulled through. But the near-death experience left him 40 pounds lighter and with brain damage that caused his words to slur as he spoke. According to a testimony from Mike's brother, Kevin, his behavior appeared more erratic after the surgery. That's when he attacked a stoplight. He attacked a parked car. Just rages. There was no one even in the parked car. Astonishingly, he returned to the ring, but the pressure to live up to the famous Von Erich name weighed heavily on him. Due to the curse or not, he fell into the same cycle of painkillers and drugs that had already taken his brother. Days after he was arrested on a DUI charge, police found him in a sleeping bag in a wooded area of Denton, Texas. His death was determined to be an overdose. He was only 23 years old. Mike left his swim fins to his youngest brother, Chris. Stories say inside them was another bottle of drugs and a note telling him it was for when he decided to get out of this world too. Chris hadn't even begun his in-ring career yet. He would enter the wrestling ring in 1990 during the last of his father's day in Dallas. Their federation, WCCW, was already dead, replaced by a division of the United States Wrestling Association. Chris grew up with severe asthma. That and a plethora of medical problems had impacted his growth, making him largely unconvincing in a sport filled with oversized men. His bones were brittle and they broke doing simple wrestling moves. He wasn't built to be a wrestler, but David and Mike were gone and Carrie had taken a job in WWF. His family needed him. Already addicted to painkillers and recreational narcotics, he entered the family business. All indications are that Chris never recovered from the depression he suffered when his brother, Mike, died. With his own career failing as it began, Chris took that note from his brother to heart. Kevin was the one who found Chris's body on September 21, 1999. He had shot himself in the head while staying at the family's ranch. He was just 21 years old at the time. Kevin all but retired that same year with only a handful of matches throughout the 90s. Carry too, suffered wildly at the time. He was arrested in February 1993 and faced jail time. Carry, despondent as his marriage fell apart, had begun discussing suicide months before he took his own life at the age of 33, saying that his brothers were calling to him from beyond. Carry's family ultimately found him at the ranch with a gunshot wound to the chest under the tree where the boys used to play on February 18, 1993. When they held his memorial service, Carry's name was still on the marquee outside the venue where he was scheduled to wrestle that weekend. Ironically, his opponent was named the Angel of Death. After 42 years of marriage, Fritz's wife, Doris, divorced him just months before Carrie's death. Then in 1997, Fritz died from lung cancer at the age of 68. He outlived five of his six children. Doris Atkinson would carry on quietly away from the horrors of her family. She would live close to her remaining son, Kevin, before she passed away in 2015 at the age of 82. Kevin, the sole surviving Von Erich son, left the world of sports entertainment to raise his children in Hawaii. Lacey Von Erich, Carrie's daughter, had a successful run as a tag team champion before retiring in 2010. It seems cruel to blame Jack Atkison for the death of almost every single one of his sons, to claim that his pride, greed, and disrespect led to his family's supernatural destruction. In a way, though, it's easy to see how hard he pushed his children, how much pressure he put on them to succeed. Did he, by failing to prepare his sons for a life of fame and fortune, essentially curse them all? As with all stories in the world of pro-wrestling, separating the fact from the fiction is a difficult task. The truths behind the Von Erich family's tragedies may never entirely be known. What do you think? Was the Von Erich family actually cursed? Find us on Instagram at StraightUpEnigmas Enigmas or Twitter at Straight Enigmas and let us know. You can also contact us through email at straightupenigmas at gmail.com or through our website, straightupenigmas.home.blog. If you like the show, please remember to hop onto Apple Music to give us a 5-star rating. It really helps the podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you on our next episode of Straight Up Enigmas. If you're thinking about suicide, are worried about a friend or loved one, or would like emotional support, help is available. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 to speak with a counselor today.